Hello, welcome to the Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. I'm your host, Randy, and in this cafe, we embrace newcomers and experts alike to all things crypto, NFTs, Metaverse, Web3, you name it, we cover it. I am so excited for today's episode. It is not every day that you get to interview your own co-founder and business partner, um, but I just happen to work with the most incredible woman in the universe, and so I wanted to highlight her for all of you. Um, not only is she an incredible leader, she's one of the best writers that I know in the space and thought leaders in Web3. Um, her Twitter threads are second to none. She has a weekly newsletter. So today, uh, you know, I, I get to I get the pleasure of slacking and zooming and chatting with her all day. And today we get to share her beautiful brain with all of you as well. So without further ado, I want to introduce Debbie Soon my co-founder and chief growth officer at Hug. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Randy. Well, thank you so much for that warm welcome. I'm already blushing. But yes, this is such a change in pace from how we're normally interacting and chatting with each other. So I'm super excited to be here. I love it. Okay, so if we were together in a real cafe, which we will be in in a couple weeks, um, what what are we going to be drinking? Oh, gosh. So I am an oat milk maxi. So I basically would take any drink with oat milk in it uh, in the mornings. That would be just a latte. Got to start the day with coffee, but probably in the afternoon, I'll switch to a matcha. Love it. And uh, and uh, just to paint a picture, like Debbie also crushes it at the gym. She's like one of the fittest people that I know. And so I can just I have a, an image of you in my mind, like at the gym, like oat milk latte in hand. <laughs> and uh, I, I love it. So Debbie, let's let's get to know you a little bit. Um, I, I'd love to hear a little bit of your origin story and what piqued your interest in Web3 in the first place. Yeah, it's it's always funny kind of talking about my origin story, but I guess everybody has one. Um, I'm Singaporean, um, Singapore born and raised, uh, basically have lived uh, pretty much my entire life uh, other than college and grad school. So aside for four years, I've spent my entire time there uh, learning, uh, building a career, building my network. Uh, I guess about what is it now? Two, a little over two years ago, in the middle of the pandemic, I made a decision to, you know, move to the United States. And and honestly, like it just came out of something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. And I guess COVID felt, for some reason, COVID felt like the best time to pursue that. And so I packed, I quit my job back in Singapore. I pack up uh, two suitcases, brought my dog over uh, and landed in LA without really much of a plan. Uh, and I guess prior to that, you know, I've had a career of over 10 years um, starting off in finance. So I spent about seven years investing in consumer businesses. And then in the middle of that, had a side hustle, which was founding uh, Singapore's first boutique indoor cycling studio, which might explain why I'm such a fitness nut. Uh, but then after that, I went into the world of startups and worked in live sports, um, mixed martial arts of all things. And when I was there, uh, you know, really had an opportunity to build a number of businesses within the company. So that uh, ranged anywhere from esports to e-commerce. And so when I started this new chapter in LA, I was really looking for that next opportunity about what would 
make me really excited. I knew that my passion lay in consumer. It's everything that I've known. Um, I've lived and I've breathed it, whether it's from the investment side or whether it was from the building side. And um, it was tough trying to figure out like, you know, what, how to manage that next step because, you know, I was still building a network and everything. And Web3, I guess, during this time really piqued my interest, I guess, for one, uh, because of the pandemic, there wasn't really much opportunity to go out and meet people. So I had to just be at home on my phone and on the internet. Uh, but I started doing some research into crypto, uh, blockchain technology. And even though I had heard of crypto before, uh, like I think NFTs was kind of that light bulb moment for me because I looked at NFTs and I saw, oh, this is just consumer goods on the blockchain. And so it really just made sense to me. And from there, like I, I felt like we were in such a unique point um, in time where I could really start to build a career for myself in this space. I could really, uh, you know, I, I figured that nobody was really considered experts at this point, given that everything was still so new. So I thought, okay, you know, this is my time to kind of dive in. And yeah, that's that's how I, I kind of put a wish out there. And 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 before you knew it, I'm working with you in Web3 and building together. I, it's so awesome. And oh my gosh, you're such a boss. Every time I hear you tell your origin story, it's it's just incredible the the breadth uh, of experience that you've had. Um, yeah, definitely share for all for our listeners how you and I met because I think it's both like the funniest and weirdest like co-founder story. <laughs> Gosh, and so and it feels so typically Web3 too. So, uh, you know, I have to admit when I first started kind of, you know, going down the rabbit hole and I, I think the article that I read, the first article that I read maybe was from New York Magazine or something. It was titled A Nami's Guide to Crypto or something strange like that. And, you know, all that article was saying was, oh, you know, you need to get a profile picture that doesn't look like you. It has to be an avatar. That's what all the cool people do in Web3. Uh, and, you know, people in Web3 don't always use their real name. So you need to find like a pseudonym. And, uh, you know, what do I know? I, at this point, I don't really know any better. So I'm doing that too. I'm like looking um, on OpenSea, trying to find a profile picture that I kind of vibe with. And so before I knew it, I picked one, um, used this old gaming name that I had from high school, middle school as my as my pseudonym, and then just dive into one of the most amazing uh, communities that um, th that was called Meta Angels. And Meta Angels had this feature called a wishing well. And at this point, I, I knew that, okay, I've decided I am going to go into Web3 full-time. I'm completely open to what that may look like, but I, I don't know anyone. So I'm just going to put a wish out there. And so that was the wish that I wrote. I wrote that, hey, uh, this is the wish that I have for 2022. Uh, this uh, These are all the skills that I have. I haven't formally worked in Web3 yet, but I know that I have a lot of hustle. I understand consumer, like I've invested, I've been an entrepreneur. And uh, I guess Randy sees this message. You saw that message a week after I had posted it. And which is which is mind blowing to me because for anybody that is familiar with Discord, it moves at lightning speed. So I don't know how many messages there must have been between my initial message and you responding to it. And then we hop into a Zoom call, a Zoom call a few days later, and and I guess the rest of it was history. It was amazing. Yes, I haven't. I I knew um, the founders of that Meta Angels community, and so they heard that I was looking for for a partner, 
and they were like, oh, I think uh, this this person in our community just posted something in the wishing well recently, and we don't know much about them. It was like a, you had a picture of a witch and, and, <laughs> and your gaming name. They were like, but seems like an impressive person. And, and now here we are, and uh, we've been building together for a year. We just celebrated our, our one-year anniversary, which is so exciting. So, um, so tell everyone all about Hug and what we've been up to. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, at the heart of it, Hug is really for spotlighting and supporting creators. And we do so through a number of ways. Uh, you know, the first is really discovery. We've seen from all the interactions with creators and, and I guess even from personal experience as well that discovery is probably the number one problem in this space. It's what happens when there is so much content being put out there. You know, I think that's something that has kind of spilled over from Web2. Uh, but also uh, the other thing that we have been trying to, to do has been to educate artists and educate creators, whether they are new to Web3 or whether they're just Web3 curious or whether they've been in Web3 for a while. You know, I think learning is always, uh, it's, it's a lifelong journey. And so on our platform, you can discover so many incredible artists. You can learn more about their stories. It really helps you get connected with them. It's it's almost kind of like an Etsy meets Yelp, or if Etsy and Yelp had a baby, but for um, artists in, in Web3. And then we also offer a number of education and advisory programs to really make it easier for our artists to navigate this, you know, incredibly exciting, but also sometimes complicated world of, of Web3. For sure. Can you give a little lay of the land of what it's like to be an artist kind of entering Web3 right now and some of the, the biggest opportunities and the biggest challenges they're facing? Yes, I mean, you know, I think the biggest opportunity for artists uh, in Web3 is that there really is a way for you to start connecting with your audience and monetizing from them directly. I think a lot of the times we've been used to, you know, building a following on, on social media, right? I think every one of us has a, a following, no matter how small or large, uh, but we've often felt that it wasn't really a way to feel that connection and, you know, and even more so be able to make a living um, off of those connections. And so I think what I've seen in Web3 is that it's really given artists an opportunity to increase their revenue and to really give them a lifeline, a new lifeline. Uh, you know, even myself, I, I, I'm definitely more of a hobbyist, but I love taking travel photos. Um, I love making digital collages. Like, and I never really considered myself, um, you know, an artist. But even then, I found that there is a way for me to make money from my hobby. And that has just been really great to be able to connect with people who also resonate with my work and my point of view. So uh, I think that's the number one opportunity. And, and it's been incredibly exciting. I think on the flip side, obviously, the moment you start uh, selling something to someone, you have to, it's essentially you're running a business, right? So, you know, every single artist is an entrepreneur. They have to do everything from start to finish, um, you know, especially if you're just starting out, whether it is marketing, whether it is, uh, you know, listing your work for sales. So that's the technical side of it, you know, and there's, there's also the branding and the marketing side of it. So there's just a lot to, a lot to navigate. And so, you know, I think what we wanted to do was to make it easier, at least on the marketing front. And, you know, we've definitely seen a lot of other builders in the space to make it easier from the technical, um, especially when it comes to NFTs, things like smart contracts and like, how do you put something on a blockchain? So, you know, we, there are a lot of great companies as well that are innovating on the other side of that. 
For sure. I'm here with Debbie Soon, my co-founder at Hug and chief growth officer uh, here in the Crypto Cafe. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg. Uh, So Debbie, I want to double click on that because not only are you an incredible business leader, but you are also a photographer and an artist. You've minted and sold out your own NFT collection. So what did you learn from that process and what are you doing differently as the space has evolved and you've evolved as an artist? Yeah, I would say, um, I think the number one thing that I learned was to not let fear get in the way of just putting stuff out there. Like uh, I had, so I've been taking photos for a really long time. Honestly, since I was in college, I think I got my first kind of proper, like, you know, massive DSLR cameras. And it was all the way back in 2009. Gosh, I'm so old now. But, uh, but you know, back in the day, I would just be posting those photos on Instagram and people would be like, oh, this is really good. But, you know, never really had an opportunity to do anything else with that work. Uh, And I guess I felt because it was always a hobby for me, I always felt like, you know, I have no business kind of putting work out there for sale and and who's even going to buy it. And I guess I was just really surprised that when I did put my work out there and list it for sale, uh, there were buyers and there were people who, you know, messaged me and told me how much this resonated with them or reminded them of a specific time and place that they were at. And so I, I think what I've realized is that in Web3, especially where there is a community, there's such a large community of creatives, it can really be that nudge that you need to really put yourself out there. Um, I think in terms of on the more kind of technical side, I realized the importance of, you know, having my own spot contract. I think I started off um, in a very similar way to other artists when they are starting out where uh, there are some really easy tools like OpenSea, which is the largest NFT marketplace, has a really simple way to just upload your work and then just hit a button and it's completely free. And I think I realized that doing so through a shared smart contract on a storefront actually limits a lot of the things that you can do with your collection later for status. It makes it really hard to know who has bought your work. Um, whereas, you know, having your own smart contract gives a lot of flexibility there. So uh, I definitely had, I guess, a bit of that learning curve to do from the technical standpoint. I'm not a coder, uh, but at the same time, like I said, uh, there's been so much education that's been um, that's been going out. You know, we, we put out a lot of education around this as well. Um, the tools that have been developed in the past year have also improved significantly. Uh, but otherwise, uh, you know, it's just been such a great journey to be on because I, I get inspired by so many other creatives and, and now I'm inspired to stop putting more work out uh, regularly. I love it. And how do you stay up on the trends? Because I feel like I learn from you. I feel like half of the, the Web3 community learns from you and your Twitter threads. <laughs> so like and any time like you're constantly um, in, in our company Slack, like sharing all the latest articles and things coming out. So how do you stay up to date in this incredibly fast moving space? Well, I think I probably spent a little bit too much time on Twitter, <laughs> if I were to be honest. But no, I think I think it's also, you know, we all have to be gracious with ourselves. It is impossible to be on top of everything. And, and I think that's something that I've come to learn and recognize. And, and even within Web3, you know, there's so many different pockets, right? Whether you're talking about the metaverse, whether you're talking about DeFi. Uh, and, you know, I think because of where my passion lies and because of what we're building at Hug, I've just been very focused on on what has been new for artists and NFTs in particular. Like I said, that is 
kind of what drew me to Web3 in the first place. And it's also something that I felt like I was able to understand more and was able to bring in some of my perspective from my, call it pre-Web3 life and start drawing parallels in terms of the trends that I was seeing. Like, you know, you know we all remember the day when we didn't really buy things online and, and, you know, we weren't familiar with e-commerce as a concept. So I think I look back at a lot of those things that I had done in the past and look at how there are similarities with everything that's happening in Web3. And I choose to focus my efforts on that um, and, uh, and completely recognize that I may not know every single thing that's going on in this space, but suddenly kind of focusing on my lane and, and, and making sure I, I go really deep in, in that area. Absolutely. I um I know, you know, it's hard to choose between all of our babies. We have over 600 artists featured on on Hug, but if you had to highlight some of your favorite pieces in in your collection or pieces that you've commissioned, uh what comes to your mind? Oh gosh, I mean, there's so many. Yeah, there's so many artists and it's so incredibly hard to to pick. Uh, but I say I I have a I have a pretty wide and diverse set of tastes. So you know I love uh, you know really fun joyful illustrations and and one of my favorite artists is this artist called um, Jay Pretty. He makes these incredible cute doodles that he also turns into 3D renderings. That but when I first saw them, I thought that they were real. I thought they were real glass pieces, and I was like how on earth did he make glass sculptures so quickly? And so, and then I realized that, oh, you know, it's it's all, you know, the magic of, of his artistic magic. Uh, so Jack is definitely one of my my favorite artists. Uh, I love um, this artist called Unzong who makes these amazing illustrations. I commissioned her to do a portrait of my dog, Guinness. And I know she recently did a commission my of lizard. your pet lizard. <laughs> yes, your lizard. And it is amazing. It just brings so much joy. And, I, and you know, at the end of the day, I feel like joy, like art has to be joyful. Uh, and then maybe one other artist that I just felt like uh, I had, actually, no, I'm going to shout out two, but two other artists that I wanted to shout out. Uh, one is this artist from Singapore. Her name is Siobhan Wong. And, you know, she's really, you know, highly decorated, really um, impressive, uh, you know, credentials. Uh, but she recently created this NFT that was dynamic and changed based on the number of people that minted it. And the name of the piece was Weight of the World. And so when uh, more people minted, the weight that this woman was wearing, it actually gets lesser and lesser. And I just thought it was so, so incredible. And then last is this collage artist called Natasha, or otherwise known as Postbook. Uh, she just has these amazing collages that just transports you into a different world. Like I, I literally want to live in, in whatever she's creating. And sadly, it's not possible because they don't exist. Those are you really highlighted a, a lot of uh, my favorites as well. And uh, there are so many other incredible artists on Hug that you can discover. Um, Debbie, just celebrating our our wins together over the past year. We, we mentioned we have over 600 artists on Hug. We've uh, sold uh, over 6,000 membership passes. We uh, have had uh, about a thousand creators that have been touched by our education programs in some way, uh, training to learn more about Web3. So what what's next? What, what are you excited about that we're building? And, and what does success look like for you? 
Oh gosh. I mean, yeah, I, I wanted to be as many artists on our platform as possible, obviously, but I think more importantly is being able to help them build connections with, um, with their collectors, whether it is current collectors, whether it's prospective collectors and being able to do that on scale. You know, I think uh, hand on heart, I've made some of the most amazing friendships and built really special relationships with the artists that I've collected from, as well as the people that have collected from me. And so I think what really excites me and, and us is how do we make this happen on a really scalable global level and so you know really really excited about what we have in a plan to really build additional functionality on our platform i think education is a huge piece of it like we've talked um so much about we've obviously helped a lot of people through our programs but how can we make education in a way that is really accessible and do so to bring the next generation of artists into Web3? And, you know, uh, you know, Web3, as exciting as it is, is still fairly small in the grand scheme of things. So, you know, I think what I'm really um, what I really like to do is to first off, get the artists that we have on our platform out there in, in the physical, in the real world, because I think when you experience something in real life, it, it def you can definitely see and, and understand the potential a lot more. And then secondly, is how do we bring, you know, all of these artists that traditional artists and introduce them to Web3 if they haven't been already. And speaking of real world, uh, we have some alpha about uh, real world uh, exhibiting of some of our artists in New York City. Yeah, so we're really excited to be opening up a gallery at Pier 17, thanks to the team at Seaport. And, you know, we have this gallery open for six weeks where we get to showcase all of the artists that are on our platform. And I, I think, especially, you know, speaking from someone who, who grew up in Singapore, the idea of, you know, having your work displayed and, you know, arguably one of the best cities in the world, uh, I think it's just mind blowing for, for an artist from that, that, you know, that comes from a small country or an artist that does maybe doesn't speak English as a first language. And so at this gallery, we have the opportunity to showcase all these artists that comes from different walks of life, different backgrounds. And we are really excited that the public uh, or people who are just in the area can also chance upon this gallery and really understand what the world of digital art and what the world of NFTs have to offer. And uh, Debbie, in our final moments, I, I want you to chat about your incredible newsletter that uh, you and our colleague Michael put out every week. Yeah, so Michael and I, we have a blast putting out this newsletter called Creator Royalties. It's a weekly newsletter delivered to your inbox. It's got accessible education, uh, both around Web3 and also what it is to be an artist. I was just looking at the topics that we've covered and we are kind of in our 12th week. So we started this, this newsletter at the start of the year. And I realized it was such an incredible range of topics from things that felt very Web3 centric, like Bitcoin ordinals, which is a new technology. You know, we don't need to go into that, but you know, there were things that felt very technical, um, but but approaching it approach uh, approach in a really easy to understand way. But also things around how to market yourself as an artist. So whether that meant how to deliver an effective pitch, or um, or how to find your thousand true fans, and all of those topics, you know, were relevant to an artist, whether you're in Web3 or not. So, you know, I think we're really excited to keep adding on topics and really making this one of the most approachable education for artists that are in Web3, but also curious about Web3. And then the other thing that we have in the newsletter as well, are just all of the most uh, relevant news 
for artists. So, you know, we make sure to really curate articles that are of interest um, to a creative person. And then also highlighting our favorite creators and new art drops that we're chancing upon every single week. I love it. I think Creator Royalties is really hands down one of the best newsletters out there. Um, recently on my live show, uh, we had a panel of women in Web3 talking about some of the big issues with secondary royalties. We've been talking about AI covering these topics and Creator Royalties dives in deep on all of those and more. So uh, definitely an incredible thing. Um, Debbie, final question for you is uh, you also are so such an incredible leader of our team. Um, how do you stay motivated in a down market? And uh, and what are what are some of your advice out there for others who are trying to lead teams through a, a bit of a, a slow market turn? Yeah, I, well, that is such a great question uh, to end off on. Well, you know, I, I think the reason that I got into this space was really because of how much I felt I had the opportunity to shape things because of how early we are. And I think a lot of that excitement for me and, and for the rest of the people that we work with is still there. And so, you know, for anyone who is kind of maybe struggling or, or a little unsure about why we're still in this space, I would encourage everybody to look at their original why, like what brought them here in the first place. And when I look back at what brought me here, it was really the opportunity to have a big global impact. It was the opportunity to shape the lives of creatives and, and you know, and, and give them the tools to follow their passion. And that's something that, you know, maybe growing up, I didn't necessarily have the luxury of, um, you know, whether it was because of my upbringing or whether it was because of the tools that were available to me. And so, you know, I feel like we're just at such an exciting juncture. And while, you know, it, it could be tough at times, it's definitely not a linear journey. But at the same time, I definitely feel I've built enough relationships where I know I've touched a lot of people's lives as it is. And, and we're just getting started. Absolutely. Well, Debbie, I'm. it's such a delight to get to share the microphone with you today. My biggest piece of advice for anyone starting a business, getting into Web3 anything, is to get yourself a partner like Debbie. Um, it has truly been such a, a delight and uh, a highlight of my life to have met you and be working with you this past year. And cheers to many more. Debbie, where can people go to connect with you and to learn more about everything we're building at Hug? Oh my gosh, thank you, Randy. That is so kind. And yes, likewise, it has been such a highlight of my career to have been working with you over the past year. And like you said, here's to many, many more. Uh, to, yeah, to learn a little bit more about what we're doing, definitely check out all of our social channels. The handle is the hug XYZ or visit our website, thehug.xyz. Uh, and then for myself personally, you can follow me on Twitter at Deb Soon. So uh excited to connect with as many of you as possible. And obviously, if you're in New York City in the month of April and May, come check out our gallery that we're having at Pier 17 at Seaport. Incredible. Debbie, I'm sure I'll chat with you 500 more times today across uh, Slack and other channels, but um, really a, a pleasure to get to actually interview you and sit in this format. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. 
That was Debbie Soon, uh, incredible thought leader in Web3. And how lucky am I to have her as my business partner at Hug. Highly recommend for you to follow her on Twitter. She has some of the most comprehensive and interesting Twitter threads about Web3. Also, make sure to subscribe to Creator Royalties, which is the newsletter that Debbie runs with our colleague Michael Littig uh, that dives deep into any topic across both Web 2, Web 3, technology that affects creators, artists, and the creator economy. Um, and uh, on, on a fun note, that community that Debbie and I met in, the Meta Angels community, we actually combined with Meta Angels as a business. Um, and now uh, they're a part of the Hug community. Uh, and Alex, their CEO, has joined us uh, on the executive team at Hug. So it's all a big, happy, collaborative family here at Web3. And uh, such, I'm very very excited for what the future holds, especially with strong women at the helm. Thanks so much for listening to Crypto Cafe. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg. Stay tuned for all new episode next week.